Welcome to the Inside the Upside Down podcast at MikeRicksecker.com. Hello, welcome to Inside the Upside Down, our after-hours edge of the rabbit hole show. I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me is the lovely Shauna, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and usually here on Inside the Upside Down. (laughs) So, uh, very happy to have you all with us this evening. Yes, I did bring on Periscope early. In fact, a little extra early because there was still some setup I had to do. So, they got a little behind-the-scenes action tonight. So... What we're going to talk about are haunted animals and paranormal activity associated with animals because they are more perceptive to the paranormal and supernatural activity than we. I'm going to be sipping on a little tea here. (laughs) And um, Shana, welcome. This is the first time we've actually gotten you onto Inside the Upside Down. Last week we tried, but um, you weren't feeling so well. That happens that time of year. So welcome, my love. (laughs) Hello. So I decided to go with this topic because of something that you and I experienced this past weekend when we were out investigating. We had a double investigation night out at, um, well, in Alton. So it was uh, Mineral Springs Hotel and then Milton School. So um, Andrew is saying he can't see us. Well, it's playing over here, (laughs) which is the live feed, uh, because I have that up for the Periscope people. So... Uh, have to Andrew, maybe try to refresh it. Yeah, try hit and refresh. <clears throat> so, um, okay. So, yeah, if you've got tons of questions, Jen, that's awesome. What I want to start with is I'm going to play the clip. Uh, if you guys watched the live investigation that we did, um, you'll remember Buford the cat. And he just kind of like came up out of nowhere. And so we'll talk about it after I play the clip. Uh, this was like just really kind of interesting what kind of inspired this whole topic for tonight. So, Shama, you're not going to be able to hear this, um, it's, but it's going to play for them. So okay. you, you're not going to be able to see it either, actually. <laughs> so here we go. Whoa. Did you hear that? It sounds like somebody falling. Like a guy. And you're like, ooh. And unfortunately, Periscope doesn't hear it either. Hmm, I'll have to remedy that. I can't hear anything, but I can see it. Okay. But it's just totally blocked off up here. And that's a window. And the cat's coming right up here. Well, what's going on? You okay? Uh huh. What's up? What are you what are you picking up on? What? It's this this cat's like staring at me. Okay. Let's go back downstairs. Come on. Come on, what's up? I'll come back down. Come on. Okay, so that is a clip. I apologize to those in Periscope because um, because you're basically experiencing what I'm experiencing here. Um, you didn't actually get to hear that, so I don't I don't actually get to hear these clips when they play. Uh, so I do apologize to our, our Periscope people down there. Um, but for you on YouTube, you got to hear it, and I'm actually gonna have to figure something out for the podcast because. Um, well, actually, no, the podcast, because I'll just pull that in. It doesn't matter. I'll just pull that down from YouTube, and then it'll all be there. So, okay. So, it looks like a lot of people had different opinions within the chat. Um, that's great. It looks like, hey, George is down in there. Hey, Georgie. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Shana, now, what did you think of, of all this? I mean, the cat just kind of came out of nowhere, and then it had this whole uh, event. You know, there was the, um, I don't know if you remember, but... They got to see it and actually hear it where we actually heard the sound of a man like falling. You know, he heard his oomph and it was a man's voice and you heard like a, almost like a thud. Um, and that's why I went up the stairs and the cat just followed and did the whole meowing thing and just all that reaction. So what did you think of all that? Well, anytime, well, Buford 
seems like the venue's messed up, first of all. So, um, you know, he was kind of just walking around, doing his thing, and then, you know, kind of coming up and, you know, giving us a little bit of attention and then wandering off. And then things, the energy started really changing, you know, started getting a little more active. Um, and especially uh, personal feeling, like what I was feeling, what I know Missy was feeling, and, and everything was just changing. And she did say that the cat was not only acting different, but that the energy was a little different. And then the cat came in and, um, you know, kind of started, well, first he came in limping. Yeah, that's what it looked you know, like, don't yeah. Know, don't know what that was all about, but um, then whenever he came in, he was like, you know, almost like your shadow, really. He kept coming up yeah. and, you know, sniffing on us and letting us pet him and stuff like that. But then, you know, then we heard that, you know, what sounded like someone falling down the stairs. And, you know, you know there's nobody there. There's never anybody there for that stuff. Right. Which is cool. Well, yeah, um, that whole doorway up there is completely blocked off, so... Yeah. You know. So, but that's definitely what it what it sounded like. It was kind of a mix of that and almost like a cough or something like that. And, and the cat, you know, went up there and then step by step until you came down from there. He was like, it was basically like, he was saying, human, yeah. come on, let's get out of here, you know. Right. Um, yeah, because I then, came down... One step, it, it, he was not moving until I started to move. He was like looking at me, and that didn't really get captured on camera so well. But then I came down like one step, and he came down a step, and then stopped right where I did. And then we proceeded down after that. So, yeah, you're right, he was kind of like my shadow. So, yeah, and then after that, went out like into the doorway between the two rooms and was definitely sitting there looking at something in the other room. Uh, Missy and I both looked in there and, you know, didn't really see anybody, so, um, but, you know, cats, you know, dogs, animals just see everything, so, yeah, there was somebody there, there was something there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it, it definitely seemed like it was reacting to somebody or something that was there. Um, just take a look at some of the, uh, I'm going to scroll back up here a little bit because you guys did have some uh, comments in there. B3 Airspace was saying the meow was a warning of something um, and also saying that the cat running up uh, is a good omen. So um, Fran Molina was saying he's telling you something like be careful. So um, yeah, and that's it, that seemed really to be kind of his reaction because I went up there to see what that sound was and what was going on up there, and, you know, he just, like, plopped himself right there, almost like, almost like in protective mode at one point, and then another moment looking up at me like, Let, let's get out of here, you know? <laughs> so, um, really, really interesting how uh, animals just, you know, kind of perceive um, the paranormal different than, different than we do, is that, you know, their senses are, are heightened like that. So... Um, <laughs> so uh yeah the cat may have been hungry too <laughs> i don't know um it, it, he kind of fins for himself there uh you know he's just, he's a loose cat so uh, but he did claim me afterward because we sat down remember that we sat down before we went to the boiler room this is this was off camera and he just plopped himself right in my lap <laughs> it was like you're a modern yeah. human so, now let's go to a, uh, a different type of reaction. Um, Diesel the dog. So, um, this is a... Uh, or, do, or do we want to stay with cats for a minute? Where do you want to go? Because I have one more cat, cat clip. Um, and then we can go to Diesel. Let's go ahead and do the cat. Let's do the cat. Okay. So, the cat clip... Because, um, yeah, we could talk about a number of things with that house with Diesel. Uh, the cat clip, you guys, if you saw the uh, shadow person uh, episode of Inside the Upside Down, uh, you saw this clip before. Um, and if you've been following me for a couple of years now, you've seen it before as well. Um, more than a couple of years. So, oh, where do I have this at? So, 
Okay, so this is the clip from The Haunted with um, Jasmine the cat reacting to the uh, dark shadow uh, mass that uh, was in the bedroom. Jasmine reacting is significant. What's up, baby? And again, apologies to Paris. Something's bothering her. She's nervous or something. Animals have a higher perception of the paranormal than we do as humans. She stopped like she saw something. We knew something was definitely there in the room with us. All of a sudden, she took off. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Jasmine bolted away from the doorway. No, the cat didn't make it to the room. The cat, the cat went right here and stopped. All of a sudden, I saw this huge black mass. It was a massive black shadow. Okay, um, I'll comment on that in a second. I do want to answer this uh, uh, question from Phoenix Feather, 1031, that came in. Do you think the cat, talking about Buford, was there for a distraction, or maybe it felt you guys were unsafe there to try to lure you away from that place? Um, I mean, it's an interesting thought that, you know, it, it may have come down there to kind of get us out of there. Um, it, it's not like we were right near where Buford was. We had actually trekked quite a way to get down into that area. And, and Shauna, you can attest to that, that he just kind of like came out of nowhere after we, had, you know, walked around a lot and he wasn't anywhere near us earlier. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd kind of, we kind of lost track of the cat, really, because he basically just disappeared to kind of do his own little cat thing wherever they go, you know. And then um, Missy even said that he never comes down there. Right. So, you know, he was, he was definitely down there for a reason, and that he happened to be there when that particular event happened, after the energy had already started changing that it was no longer familiar to Missy, who goes in there all the time. Right. You know, when you have your venue that you go to all the time and something's different, it's, you know, blindingly obvious when it happens. So I think the cat was, someone sent the cat or the cat had its own sixth sense going on and said, hey, my humans are going to need me. Let's get him out, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, because last we had seen him was up in the gym area and then he kind of took off back to that, hallway that leads back up to the main part of the school which is it yeah because that that doorway that's blocked off kind of leads up to that front gym area so you we had to go the back way and around and down and then around <laughs> to, to get there so yeah the cat went away to to find us um so the clip that i just played which was from the haunted so um yeah this was that show aired on Animal Planet, and that was actually a deleted scene, so it didn't actually air for the show, which those of you that have been following me know that it's a, a bit of a complaint that I've had about that show. Even though I thought they did a really good job with it, it was one of those parts that they cut out that I felt that they should have included, and not because I got a little speaking part in there, but because being on Animal Planet, the focus is supposed to be on how animals react to the paranormal. This was one of the more significant pieces that we had. Um, aside from the little bit of storytelling that they did at the beginning with the family and then at the very end when the cats were running around outside when we were doing the very end of the blessing. Um, this, so this would have been like, you know, one of the, the, one of the big moments and they didn't include it. And, you know, basically, you know, that cat just started just getting real skittish, started, you know, scurrying about living room, um, dinette area kitchen it's not a very big house and then it, it went over to the bedroom area and just like stopped right there at the door and just stared in and so i was you know kind of watching there along the floor followed it a little bit and then you know walked up behind it as it got to that doorway and looked in and there was this you know huge shadow mass that was there and cat was like yeah i'm not having any bit of this just you know went around the doorway and out into the living room area and I just kind of watched this black shadow mass just dissipate. So I, I kind of took that whole thing as, you know, the cat sensed that something was about to happen, something was forming, some sort of energy um, was manifesting itself there, and that's why it was getting all skittish. And then once it saw it, it was like, oh, okay, that's it, I'm out. You know, that sort of thing. 
So let me see if you guys are commenting here at all. So um, <laughs> B3 Airspace, my cat is listening to Mike. All right, <laughs> cool. I saw that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Uh, Phoenix is taking off. Have a good night, Phoenix. Um, Sean's cat's name is Melmeter. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a pretty cool name. That's very, very cool. He says, but well, we just call him Mel, but that's cool. He named him Melmeter. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else? Let me scroll up here real quick. Is for anything. Um, so, cats also get to the floor in stealth mode. Um, cats and birds are much more intuitive to the paranormal. Carrie Parish. Um, dogs are much more... Uh, with the physical world. Interesting. Uh, Phoenix Feather, she was scared or uncomfortable being there. Her tail was bushy and was high up. Cats do that for alert. Cool. Yeah, and I'm not going to say um, in this that I'm any sort of animal expert. I'll leave that to Rob Guttrow. <laughs> um, but we've had a number of experiences with uh, animals, cats, dogs, what have you, during paranormal investigations. So uh, we are speaking from experience here. So, uh, and Donna's saying that my, uh, cats are naturally intuitive, I think, more so than dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Um, okay, so, we want to get to Diesel to Dog? Sure. All right, have two Diesel clips. One is, um, and Sean, I'll, I guess I'll describe it to you. Well, you said you could see it, just not hear it, right? Oh, yeah, I can see it. I just don't okay. hear anything. So... The first clip is when we are first coming down from upstairs, and there's actually three, but the first one I decided not to include for this. Um, he had stuck himself in um, Cheyenne's bedroom. He did not want to come out from there. His tail was banging. He was whimpering. It was uh, so it concerned us when we first saw that happening. So let's play that. Diesel. Diesel, you okay? You okay, buddy? It looks like he wants to cry. It's okay. He keeps looking that direction. And he won't come out of my room. What's the matter, buddy? Oh, honey. What's the matter? Buddy? Can you show us? What is it? Oh, I can, I can feel that. Do you feel that? Oh, my God. And again, my apologies to Periscope. <laughs> we'll have to figure out an alternative for that. Um, okay, Andrew Cubbage is asking, I remember Diesel, he was deaf. Um, right, question mark. No, um, on a follow-up investigation, they had a different dog, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, and that dog um, was deaf. But Diesel was fine, he wasn't deaf at all. Um, but in that clip, um, Shana, you had a, a number of comments in that uh, about the way he was uh, reacting um, that, that was concerning to you. Just he was, you know, whimpering, scared. Um, you remember what you were thinking at that time when we came down there? Um, I noticed that the energy was kind of different. I mean, it was kind of you could you could tell that something was kind of lingering around. That you know, I've I've seen you know pets react, you know, in positive ways, you know, to spirits. So. Um, playful and stuff like that and um, even then you know I remember being in that hallway and kind of you know kind of chilling out on the floor you know with the dog and mm -hmm. I just really you know I didn't know I, I didn't feel anything super negative but um, I didn't really sense that there was anything really happy going on you know either and you know I'm pretty sure that whatever that is, you know, that's, I think it might even kind of target the dog sometimes. Yeah. Um, I remember it was earlier that, uh, that day when we were doing the walkthrough and we were up on the third floor, he was hanging out there down at the, uh, the bottom of the stairs trying to coax him up, you know, hey, Diesel, you know, come on up that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and he wanted nothing of it. He, he got up and just walked off. <laughs> and he just did not yeah. want to go up there. And that was um, a little while after when we were upstairs on that third floor just doing the walkthrough that, you know, you felt, you know, 
massive, um, you know, tingling in your head. You know, I'd walked in the room first, and I was like, whoa, something's going on here. I called you in, hey, Shauna, come here, and you, then you were like, wow. Um, so that house is, definitely has something going on there. So. Definitely, yeah. There's, and then the next time we went back, um, there were some random energy spikes like that, but it wasn't in the same spots. It was in totally different areas, and um, I kind of think it's because you know new people had come in and out, mm -hmm. so a few times, you know. So I know that. Uh, you know, I think it kind of shifted rooms. Um, it was like it almost got chased out because there, now there's all this furniture and living going on in that one room. And so I didn't really feel the energy as strong in there. Um, even despite all of the, you know, different devices and stuff in there, you think that that would kind of give off some high EMF anyway. Um, there was just almost nothing going on in there. Yeah, now the second time that we were in there, um, you know, they had moved in uh, television, computer, all of that. Um, I think we got one unusual sound when we first went in there, when we were just doing a, a bit of a walkthrough, and then nothing else uh, the rest of that day. So, it, yeah, the energy had really changed up there. It was a year between uh, the times that we had investigated up there. So that's even kind of interesting to know how the energy sh can shift over a year, which to some people might sound like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, a year isn't that long at all. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So let me go ahead and play this second clip of Diesel. And this is when he had a physical reaction because he had started coming out um, into the hallway and he had a physical reaction. And what I want you guys to look for is when he kind of hunches back um, and then listen uh, closely after that, you can hear him whimper again. So it, if you can listen really closely um, in this clip, you can hear some clicking sounds. So let me play that. It's kind of a stopping point right there ever since it got spooked. The cats? It's kind of a stopping point right there ever since it got spooked. The cats? He started whimpering a little bit. Okay, and finally, one more time. My apologies to Periscope. <laughs> you guys are troopers down there, and you can't hear the clips at all. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, with this, I mean, this was really, um, really interesting because we all heard what sounded like another animal coming down the hall. And they do have cats there as well, and so we thought it was one of the cats coming down the hall. But no animal appeared, and we found out uh, a little bit later that the cats have been declawed. Whatever you think about declawing animals, cats were declawed, um, so they couldn't have made a clicking sound anyway. But Diesel visibly, you know, hunched back, you know, when the clicking sounds uh, started. Of course, nobody saw anything, and then he just started whimpering again. So it, it's to me, a very obvious reaction to him, you know, um, hearing all this and not actually seeing it. So, what do you think, Shana? Um, I kind of thought that it was the spirit of another animal. Yeah. Obviously. But what kind of animal, you know, was it? Um, my I mean, my speculation was it was a dog, but, I mean, it's purely speculation. And the... the the reason why I had that speculation was because upstairs, third floor, um, I don't know if you ever went back in there to take a look. Um, in that closet of the room that Shauna had all that, uh, you know, head buzzing, and then they, you know, it's different now because they have the uh, electronic equipment in there. But in the closet, there's an opening that goes back into the eaves of the house. And within there is like another, you know, uh, kind of almost like a wooden platform and then it kind of drops off into you know the insulation and all that but in within that area is like a whole bunch of petrified dog shit so somebody had been keeping a dog back in there now whether that's 
you know, the uh, you know animal entity that spooked Diesel? We don't know, but you know, I think you're right. It was another animal. Yeah, I mean, it was also a boarding house. You know, there's there's been a lot of traffic through that house. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, there could have been you know several animals coming in and out of there. Um, Donna Gordon is asking, have you ever gotten barking or meowing, etc., on EVPs before? Um, I have. Yeah, you want to go ahead and, and tell when you have? Yeah, you know, I've actually, you know, I've actually captured EVPs and I've actually seen, um, a cat. I actually caught uh, one on camera also. This was with a previous team that I was with. Um, in a place that I used to work and investigate at that is no longer open for business or open, period. Um, Would that be the cafe? But on camera, yeah, <laughs> saw the cat just materialize and then move a few feet and then just disappear in the same room that it appeared in. Um, and we have gotten some sounds of a cat meowing and it sounded like um, purring and it almost felt like it was rubbing up against the recorder. You can um, hear the recorder moving around a little bit and you can hear like little loud purring noises. So, um, yeah, that, that's mine. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I see randomly, I see cats. I don't ever see spirits of dogs or other animals, but um, I see cats now and again. So, yeah, I'll, you know, I can't remember specifically if I've picked up a EVP with a cat or a dog sound. Of course, a lot of times you'll hear dog, uh, dogs barking in the background, and so you immediately throw that out thinking, you know, it's a neighborhood dog. Um, pot, is it possible that one of those could have actually been a disembodied, you know, bark of a ghost dog? Maybe. Um, but yeah, I've generally thrown most of those out. Um you know, I have seen other type of, um, like, shadow cat entities at, at cemeteries before. Um, but back at that specific house, when we went back uh, a year later, there was a different dog there. But that dog also seemed to be reacting to things in the house. And um, like Andrew mentioned, that dog happened to be deaf. So, you know, if there was a different type of um, perception it would have had to been um, dealing with. You know, without having the the use of, of sound so I, I don't yeah, know it, oh that, it's that Nana I was trying to think of the name Nana was the dog go ahead um wasn't that dog named Nana yeah yeah that's what I was just saying yeah so yeah it was a sweet sweet dog you know but she would every once in a while, you know, start like really, you know, barking uh, from the other room. Um, sometimes I would kind of feel like there was going to be something going on out there and then she'd start barking, you know. So I think, unfortunately, it seems that sometimes, you know, it's probably... It's like, um, even in Mineral Springs over the mm -hmm. weekend, you know, when we try to explain, you know, we know you're, you know, possibly over in that room down the hall, you know, um, don't be shy, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be afraid to come in and interact, you know, unless somebody that, their powers that be, whoever that is, that lets them know, hey, you know, you can kind of make them, you know, wonder who you are and what's going on, but you can't actually interact with them. Right. You know, um, and then I think some of them are just, you know, rebels and just break the rules anyway. But, um, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of, and then, but then sometimes they'll surprise you and come up and get a little hands on. So, you know, um, same with the animals, I guess. You know, cats, they just kind of, you know, for me, just kind of appear. Um, I see them outside sometimes, 
um, just randomly. <laughs> um, I kind of forget and just blow it off, you know. Um, I was like, oh, there's a cat, you know. And then it's like, wait a minute, it's not there anymore. And then an hour later, I've forgotten about it. So, right. um, you know, I kind of maybe ought to start keeping track of that if there's any <laughs> significance, you know, as to the time of you know, day or the day of the week or, you know, I'm sure, you know, animals die all the time, you know, out, you know, they get hit by vehicles and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there's like hundreds of spirits of animals, you know, just out there sometimes. So, and I think I just happen to be in the right place at the right time and just one will cross my path. Sad. Yeah. Um, Zippy Davis asks a, a, an interesting question. Um, and this is actually uh, something I was going to uh, bring up as you know we got into this conversation. So Zippy asks, very curious, can animals maybe smell them at times also? Um, you know, talking with our good friend uh, Rob Guttrow, because he deals a lot with uh, you know animals, animal spirits. He's a dog rescuer. Um, you know, kind of, it's kind of like his side thing, you know, kind of almost like his second job, because <laughs> uh, he's a meteorologist by trade, but, you know, he does a lot of dog rescue, and he uh, interacts with, deals with a lot of animal spirits, he's a, you know, a medium uh, that's in tune with uh, a lot of these uh, animal spirits, and something that he has uh, told me before is that, or at least suggested, because there's no way to know for sure, um, is that, you know, animals, when they see something you know, supernatural, like they see a ghost or whatever, um, they may not, and why they maybe start whimpering and getting a little bit scared or, and what have you, um, is that it may be that they see this person, but they have such a fantastic sense of smell that, you know, they're seeing a person, they're seeing an entity, but they're not getting that normal smell. And so it it spooks them. They start wondering, why am I seeing this person, but I'm not getting any sort of scent of, of a human being. So that's, of course, it's kind of, you know, a theory because there's no way to ask a dog, hey, do you smell that ghost? You know? <laughs> but uh, it makes sense. Yeah. What do you think, Shana? Yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, and then there's times where they seem, you know, kind of playful towards it, like if they finally figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, oh, you know, I, they don't feel the same, but, you know, hey, I recognize that person. Um, but, yeah, I think fusion, you know, until they finally put two and two together, especially if it's someone that they know, um, that disappeared for a little while and then maybe came back, you know, they're not going to be the same unless... You know, spirits have that capability to let you see, you know, to see them however they want you to see them. So, right. yeah, do spirits have a smell? I have no idea. That makes no sense. We didn't touch anything. We're just sitting here. Okay, there we go. So hopefully it will stick it all in the same stream. Okay. Can everybody see us okay. now? Okay. Yeah. Well, they can because I'm getting it over here on the the setup I have for Periscope. I don't know how much we lost there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was right. They had to be a YouTube thing because <laughs> because my setup here was telling me that I was connected. So I don't know. So I apologize for that, guys. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> technology. You know, you love it, but then shit happens. So, so um, Robert White is saying forty-five seconds. Andrew Covey just saying three minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> one of the things I did want to say because you had mentioned, um, you know, maybe cats. Okay, did you guys pick up any of the phantom uh, smell stuff? Did you guys get that at all? Let me know down in the, in the chat. Um, yes, we're back. <laughs> so let us know in the chat if you got anything about the phantom smells. Uh, but one thing that I was going to mention was um, 
because you said that maybe when they recognize somebody or figure it out that maybe they start getting a little playful. And if you remember, right at the very end of that uh, investigation back at that Jacksonville house, we had just turned off the cameras and everything, had put things away, and then it was like a moment later, you know, after we had just gotten everything away, that um, Nana just rolled over on the floor and was acting like somebody was rubbing her belly. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was bizarre. Like, nothing, and then, boom. Like, activity was kind of at a standstill. And then, all of a sudden, it's like someone just started petting her. And yeah. she was definitely, you know, rolling around enjoying it. So, very right. odd. Yeah, she was definitely having a good old time with it. And it's like, this, this would have been perfect for... <clears throat> You know, for the investigation video that we were doing the um, 360 uh, filming with that one, so I had already had everything away. I think I tried to pull up my phone, and by the time I finally got that out to get anything, it was it was already done. But yeah, that was yeah. just that was just wild because she was just you know, <laughs> having a good old time. <laughs> um, so Jessica saying no to phantom smells. Okay, so what we're saying about the um, the phantom smells was because um, Shauna you'd mentioned something about you know maybe they um, I forget exactly how it came out but my <laughs> I gotta try to piece it back together um, so okay yeah what I was saying about that was you know sometimes we do get those phantom smells kind of relating back to would dogs be able to smell um, the spirits you know and Rob's uh, speculation was that um, that that was throwing the dogs off or the cats or whatever because they're seeing this thing but not picking up the normal scent. But then Shauna also mentioned, well, sometimes there's phantom smells. Um, and so my kind of follow-up to that was, you know, you're right. Um, you know, there are phantom smells like that of, you know, whether it's a stench, perfume, cigar, you know, all kinds of different things like that. Um, but they're kind of random and not consistent, you know, just kind of like, you know, sometimes we might, you know, see something might smell something, whatever, hear something, um, there's not like a real consistency to it. So it still may be that, you know, the dog is seeing the apparition but not smelling it, or maybe it's smelling a, a person that should be there but is not seeing them. So there's, that's kind of one of the crazy things about the paranormal is that um, it's, it's not consistent, which is why it's, you can't scientifically prove it <laughs> because you can't have, you can't have any sort of you know, controlled experiment because nothing ever happens consistently. Like, ever. <laughs> so, alright. So, I'm glad to see you guys are back in the chat. Um, Donna heard phantom smells. <laughs> that, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of Ghostbusters where it's kind of like a real subtle joke, but at the very beginning of the movie, when um, they're down inside the library... He, um, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character is like, shh, listen, you smell that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can also have phantom taste, also, which I discovered. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally yeah. off the subject of animals, but... No, go for it, because we were down there, it was like just before Buford came down, that Missy was saying that she was starting to taste a little bit of something, and um, that was something she had talked with you about, I guess, the time before that you guys were there that I didn't investigate. Um, so, yeah, what's up with the phantom tastes? I have never, ever, ever experienced that. Um, we were walking down, you know, near where the glass and stuff was and, and downstairs in that area. And um, all of a sudden started smelling this um it was kind of sweet kind of minty i mean there was really nothing that would be down there you know that would just be giving off that smell and we hadn't smelled it before the first time but then the second time it was so strong that um it just coated my tongue with it i mean it was just it was like it was like banaka kind of okay um that's kind of almost what it felt like too I mean it was just but then whenever I stepped out of that room it was gone 
And then when I went back into it, it wasn't there. So it was just some random smell. And then um, another couple of rooms away, uh, I started smelling bananas. No idea why. Down in that musty, dusty, you know, basement area, you know, there, there were no bananas down there. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's really strange, bananas. You know, after everything that you'd already been uh, experiencing, which is very different. So, um, and that was the first time for me. I've never tasted. I've smelled many things, but um, yeah, I just saw Sean's question in chat. It was a smell mm -hmm. you could definitely taste. I mean, it traveled in and down, and it was just. You know, it stuck with me until the next room, and then it was gone. And then I never got it again. So. Yeah, our, our primary source of taste is is the nose. Um, you know, the the tongue is, the taste buds are more, mostly for sweet and sour, um, bitter, that type of stuff. It's our nose that you actually um, take in more of the uh, smell. That's why... Um, but lately, when you've been seeing me like drink the coffee here um, during the show, um, I've been using the regular mug rather than the one with the with the lid. Even though the one with the lid keeps it warmer longer, you get the aroma um, off of that. It would be like you know, kind of like drinking wine. That's why you know you kind of breathe it in, right, so that you can experience the full flavor. So, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> let's get into wine, right? <laughs> So, um, I saw a comment in here about, um, where was it? It was about blood, something of rusty blood or something, iron in the blood. Um, and I thought I saw the word rusty there yeah. for a minute. Yeah, B3 airspace, blood tastes rusty, um, retired morgue oh. lab worker, interesting. Um, oh, here's a question from Tom McNicholas. Hey, Tom. Uh, do you think the eyes of pets are seeing a more spectrum of colors that allow them to see what we can't? Um, well, I mean, I don't know all the physiology of, uh, of a cat, but I do know that um, they have like far, far superior night vision than we do because of the way uh, their eyes are. You know, same with dogs. Um, and, you know, but cats especially, I mean, they're, they are primarily a nocturnal animal. So... Does that give them the opportunity to see and perceive uh, more paranormal activity than we? Probably. I mean, I would think so. Um, but again, since I can't really interview a cat, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Shauna? Um, I was just watching chat. I don't know really. Um, saw one Robert saying thought dogs were colorblind and... Um, Cats see colors that dogs don't, and I don't know anything about any of that. I know what I see. Right. Like I said, you can't, you know, unless the cat is, or dog, or whatever is, I don't know what kind of training it would need, but I, and I have no idea if it can recognize colors or not. <laughs> I, um, just like they say, you know, most people dream in black and white. Well, I know I don't. I, I have, I dream in color. Every yep. time I have a dream, it's in color. Sometimes it's in animation. And I'm the only person that's not. I've heard you stuff. say that before, yeah. That's, that's really interesting, you dreaming in animation. Yeah, it's, it's, it was weird for me to, I had to kind of stop and, think about everything I might have, you know, eaten the night before, and, you know, I knew I wasn't on any, anything, so, mm -hmm. I don't know what, what prompted an animation dream, but it's the only one that I've had, I've just had one. Okay, um, Donna, Gordon, animal, yeah, Donna Gordon is saying, dogs see color, but just not as broadly spectrum as we do, gray is more strong, okay. Jen K, did anyone see my question when, uh, when we were talking about spirit? Uh, no. So go ahead and repost your question, Jen. I guess I got missed. Um, kind of got lost in the shuffle here. So uh, please go ahead and repost your question. Um, 
If there, there's there's any always doubt, just post it in all caps. Yeah, just post it in all caps, or there's always super chat because that'll make it all nice, colorful, and pin it to the top of the chat. So there's always that option too. <laughs> um, so um, B3 airspace, I like film noir dreams. Uh, okay, Donegor and dog see color, but not as. I got that one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and I also I also dream in color. You know, I've never. Those that would claim, you know, uh, you only dream in black and white, I never understood that because I have always, forever, um, dreamt in color. And in fact, I have one very specific, very vivid dream where, um, you know, and it may have been a look at a past life because I was in a, I was in a war zone shooting stuff up, you know, uh, it was a jungle and all of a sudden there was a, uh, an enemy soldier right in front of me. He pulled... Yeah, well, he had a pistol. I didn't really actually see him pull it out. It's just you put it to my forehead, boom, pulled the trigger, and all I saw after that was very, very vivid, swirling colors. Um, so kind of almost like animation, like like you, but it was just all colors. You know, it wasn't other people, just swirling, swirling, swirling colors. Um, and then that eventually faded away, and I was back in the jungle. Um, but nobody was around. But th those colors were just so vivid. So anybody that ever said, you know, all a dream of black and white, pfft, no. <laughs> no. Um, Jen, did we get your question again, or am I going to have to scroll back up? Um, Creepy Karma uh, says, uh, my mom swears that she doesn't dream at all. Um, <clears throat> she does, and maybe that she is so exhausted that she's just not remembering them. Um, like, for, for me, like during the week, because <laughs> during the week I only get about four hours of sleep, which isn't healthy, but uh, those those mornings when I wake, I have no idea what what I may have dreamt because it's just, um, I'm just so exhausted, you know, getting up to, boom, I'm out, I'm out. Um, you're not in the right sleep state. Um, with only four hours to really remember so and I don't know how your, your mother sleeps but generally that's for me that's the way it is um, so during the week I don't remember my dreams but on the weekends when I get a little more, bit more time to sleep then I remember the dreams um, oh <clears throat> Jenna was asking I was wondering uh, if animal spirits cross over as uh, humans do so um, just having talked with Rob Guttrow and a couple of times, well, a number of times we've had him on here now, um, I would say yes, that uh, animal spirits work very much like uh, human spirits do. I'm not the expert on that, uh, but just from the number of times I've talked with him, you know, he does experience the, the spirit animals in that same fashion. So, yeah, Shauna, you've heard him speak a number of times. That's pretty much what he would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Andrew Cubbage, is it true if you die in your dream, you die in real life? Well, no, because I've shot point blank in the head. <laughs> I think I died in that dream, um, and I have lived to tell the tale. So. Um, Andrew, there is no such thing as a stupid question. No, there's not. He he's mentioned that before. Stupid? No, there is no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. Yeah, that, I that comes out. never died in a dream. Yeah. I've never died in a dream that I that I remember. Um, I usually I had this one weird fast dream once. I was with my friend Becca, and we were in a car. We were driving on ice, hit a patch, um, <coughs> did a three sixty, dove over an embankment, and I etch a sketch. Woke up and launched into another dream so fast that you know that whole lucid dreaming thing. That's pretty. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, if you're one of those people that thinks that you might die, you know, if you die in your dream, you die in reality. Learn that, then you'll never have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just it's literally to describe it. I actually, and I don't even know if I'm supposed to be, you know, aware. Um, but it kind of just feels like I just, you know, I just get shake my head, you know, and then. <laughs> You know, it's just something else going on. So yeah, no, and it, um, I don't try to do it. Yeah, and and it's a legit question because we have so much pop culture that teaches that, 
you know, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, you die in the dream by Freddy Krueger, you die in real life. Um, you know, The Matrix, you know, even though it was, you know, computerized world versus real world, it's still kind of the same concept of, you know, the body cannot live without the mind. So if you died in the Matrix, you died in real life. So our pop culture is kind of like really ingrained that. So it's, it's a legit question, but um, no, you can die in your dream and still live. So... <clears throat> Um, Fran Molino asks, uh, spirit animals and attraction to particular people, what might that be? Um, Shadow, maybe you agree with me on this. I think it just comes down to, um, you know, kind of almost that same thing with, you know, where we say with human animals, or with human animals, with the <laughs> human spirits, you know, if you're a, a, a jerk in life, then you're going to be a jerk in death, where... Uh, with us between spirit animals, I would think that you know if you're you know nice to you know a regular animal or if, or if uh, a living animal is attracted to you that normally then probably spirit animals are also attracted to you. I, what do you think? Yeah, I I believe that. Um, I, I energy attracts like-minded energy. I think so. If you're giving off good energy. You know, in reality, if you're giving up, if you give up good energy to animals, they, animals are, animals are a good judge of character. So, I have to believe that it's probably just like that, you know, in their afterlife. You know, whenever they come back, I kind of feel that way. I believe that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's see, let me scroll up here if I missed anything while we're saying that. Um... Wow, Joanna Rubino says she uh, dreamed that she died and had seen her grave. Now, that is really I interesting. Saw yeah. I don't um, even want to know. I'd have to, that would yeah. take me a little bit to shake that one off. Yeah, no, I've, I haven't actually seen my grave, but I've done stuff in dreams where I was flying around, basically almost like a spirit form, knowing that I had already passed. So, um, kind of interesting. Uh, what else do we have? Okay, um, any idea what a giant glowing silver, this is Lorelei Potvin, any idea what a giant glowing silvery white spirit wolf may mean? Had one visit me in real life, one at night at 3 a.m. and when I was running out some garbage outside. I would say that, um, uh, probably a familiar, uh, Vanessa has one that sounds very similar to that. Um, and she has seen that from, from time to time, so it's, it sounds like a, uh, um, a familiar or a, uh, or a spirit animal uh, protector of some sort. Um, and uh, <clears throat> Shauna, you may know a little bit more about familiars than I. Yeah, but that, that's exactly what I was going to say, too. Um, it's either familiar, you know, your totem animal, you know, a spirit animal. I would oh, definitely... Vanessa is a good one to go do on a great many subjects, but you could also um, research what different totem animals mean because it could definitely have some sort of significance, you know, to you, not just in this life, but possibly in past lives. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point, um, that it could be, you know, a, an animal that has followed you from life to life, uh, we haven't even touched on that, you know, reincarnation in animals, you know, can you reconnect with an animal from your past, and that would probably be a, uh, a good, or an interesting possibility of one. So. Yeah, I mean, we all go, there everybody that believes in, in reincarnation, you know, we all go way, way, way back, you know, I mean, you know, I've only had one person do a you know, a past life regression on me and, um, you know, had recognized at least two or three Native American past lives, you know. Um, so maybe you're one of, maybe you're one of those people, you know. Um, you know, and a lot of times, you know, they, you know, interacted a lot with wolves, you know. Maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe... Maybe it's a Native American, you know, past life in the form of a wolf just kind of saying, hey, you know, here I am. You know, I still I still see you. 
you never you never know. Nobody really ever <laughs> knows anything, and that's why we are here because that's why we're always debating and discussing. Um, it's 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 very very interesting though all the different possibilities that are out there. Um, Zippy Davis is asking, isn't there an animal that appears that means death is coming? Um, I'm talking about a grim, um, and usually that is a big, large black dog. Um, at least that's one of the things, because like something like flies usually signifies death too. So, uh, it. Um, Rita. Every time she dreams, her and her daughter both have dreams about snakes. Um, whoever is in their dream usually ends up uh, passing on in short order. Okay. Um, I would hate to have that superpower. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want that. No, um, no, not at all. You know, so they see a snake, you know, one of them is usually getting a phone call to say, <laughs> that says, you know, so-and-so, you know, has passed away. Um, yeah. So snakes are significant to the both of them. Um, that's usually that. That's usually the one for them. So um, I don't. I don't have that. Yeah. Thankfully. Uh, B three airspace saying uh, Native American belief of owl had bad omen means death. So there's another one there. So that's kind of a cultural thing. I, I think uh, a lot of times. You know, diff different cultures from around the world will have their different beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> Sean definitely has a uh, an owl thing going on. Um, I mean, I usually, you know, owls have always symbolized, you know, fond memories of the golden run. And usually, the more active the owls were, the more active it was on the inside of the boat. And I don't know if, you know, if owls. Uh, symbolize, does that mean that they symbolize someone is going to die, or is that just, they're just letting you know, hey, you know, there's some stuff going on in that boat. Technically, right. they are not alive in this realm. They're dead to us, but they're still alive. It's still energy, you know, so um, I've never had anything bad happen to me where an owl was involved. I will just say that. Yeah, I've, I've had good experiences with owls. So, um, there was one before my parents redid their uh, porch that would always hang out in the rafters. So, there was a question specifically for you, my love, um, from Joanne Rubino. Shauna, I was told that if you see blue jays that you're seeing a female spirit. Is that true? Um, I don't know. I've not done a lot of research about, you know, if I see something pop up in my feed or someone mentions it, I'll probably do a little reading up on it. But other than that, I've stuck with mostly just people. Um, so I don't know, but I've seen my fair share of them, uh, cardinals, a lot also. Um, and I think there's some significance for cardinals as well. If anybody knows what that is, I see a lot oh. of those. Well, yeah, cardinals are a, um, there's, like, Native American legends behind uh, cardinals. Um, i trying to remember, there's a specific Cherokee one. Um, I, uh, I can't remember offhand. It was supposed to be, um, oh, um, they, uh, it was some sort of agreement that they made with the gods to, um, I think it was the gods, but basically to bring back um, their loved one, I think it was a, a woman or a young lady or what have you, uh, she was brought back in a box and they were told not to open the box. But they opened the box anyway and a cardinal flew out. So, huh. um, yeah, there's <laughs> something like that. I can't remember the whole thing offhand. I mean, cardinals are a predominant or a pretty dominant bird in this area anyway, yeah. so. Um, butterflies are another one. Um, butterflies land on me a lot. That's interesting. Butterflies. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. But, like, there's some times where if I see one fly it around, you know, if I hold out my hand, eventually it'll land on me. I kind of hang out. <laughs> um, I've had a dragonfly do that before, too. I love dragonflies. 
dragonflies, butterflies. <laughs> I'm just a fan of all that stuff, and I've had I it all to, land on me at some point. I have to laugh at Robert Wright. Because he's, he's from Australia, so Robert White says, Kangaroo is a good omen for car crash uh, repair places down here. It's <laughs> 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 uh, awesome. So Donald Corton is saying, Garnels are supposed to be when a loved one visits. Okay. Well, then that would make sense for the box. They brought her back. Um, and out came the uh, Cardinal. Okay. So it is um, a couple minutes past our hour mark. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Seemed to go by pretty quick, even though we had a little hiccup in the middle there. Um, let's go ahead and do some shout-outs. And uh, Shana, my love, thank you for joining me tonight and talking about some of our experiences here with animals in the paranormal. So let's bring up that chat screen. All right. Well, Shana, our chat shenanigator, is here in the video. So um, let's... Let's talk about everybody else. So, uh, Jen K, thank you very much for joining us again. Jessica Shea, thanks for hanging out tonight. Rosemary, thank you again. Um, and, and I know some of you, like Rosemary, were out here for the investigations over the weekend. Uh, Lorelai Potvin, thank you very much. Um, appreciate your questions. Uh, Creepy Karma, thank you for hanging out again. Fran Molino, thank you for your questions too. Robert White from Australia, of course, thank you very much. B3 Airspace, thanks for all of your interaction tonight. Do appreciate that. Zippy Davis, thanks again. Donna Gordon, our Cheshire cat, that's been hanging out with us tonight. Thank you. Sean Gilmore from Ectovision Paranormal. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, who else do we have in here tonight? Um, well, Carrie Parrish was in here. Um, Katie Palmer, thank you very much. Um, who else do we have? Grizz Lightning Bear. Yes, Grizz, Grizz Lightning Bear, one of our fantastic Patreon patrons. Thank you, Grizz, for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Tom and Nicholas is in the house as well. I think he's still down there, and he's down there in uh, Periscope. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> he, was, he, he did Thanks, ask a question in the chat, too. So, what's that? Creepy Karma was saying that they were glad that I was, glad that I was here tonight. So Yeah, I always it like was, having you on. Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a rough it's been rough. Yeah, I mean, well, last week we tried to get you on. You were feeling you just haven't really been feeling all that well for like ever, really. About a year. It's been about a yeah. year. I I don't think I've ever been this this yeah. way for this long. But I'd say tis the season. But it was like that before. It was the season for it to be like this. Right. So. Well, when uh, I came to visit you, uh, it was, what, right after last Christmas? Because, what, I was there out for Thanksgiving, and then I came, like, directly after Christmas. Um, it's kind of the way I split up my time. But you were, like, sick for, like, a week. <laughs> Started getting a little bit better just before I left um, Illinois. And then you, you never just, never really seemed to recover. It's like you'd start getting a little bit better, and then pff, you'd kind of crash out again. So you've had the whole vertical thing and everything yeah. going on too. So um, yeah, this vertigo thing is—I don't know. I don't really know, but of course, you know, you can never get in, you know, to address an issue with a specialist. You have to wait, you know, forever. So it yeah. is what it is. It is. You'll well, you'll get yourself. You'll get better. You'll get better. Nurse, we'll get you better, or you'll get better, or maybe the doctor will finally figure out what the heck to do about your ears. <laughs> so, um, yes, creepy karma, vertigo does suck. A um, couple others. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Dawn, uh, Spooky Spectacular is in there. Andrew Cubbage, uh, jo Joanne Rubino was in there. Sean. Sean Gilmore. I think I asked Sean earlier. Well, we can say See, Sean Mike's, again. Mike is hot, that is all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's going back to the show that we just had, to the rabbit hole with uh, with Chuck Banks. Yeah, Chuck just kind of like oh, blindsided me. I have to go outside and talk about this. Oh, my God. Chuck totally blindsided me. It was funny as hell. <laughs> so, all right. So, that's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate you guys hanging out until it's midnight. 
right now here in the east so um, I do appreciate you guys spending a late night with us here on Tuesday so um, I don't know what we're doing for next week yet <laughs> as far as um, inside the upside down effect we don't have a guest next week for Edge of the Rabbit Hole either so we'll be picking two random subjects to run with next week and that's just how we roll sometimes so yeah, I have no idea. I can talk about just about anything. So, um, Jen B. Hey, thanks, Jen B. for hanging out uh, for this one too. Uh, the Periscope name is Mike Ricksecker, so I tied it to my Twitter account, my Mike Ricksecker Twitter account. So I guess I'll talk about that uh, just real quick before we go. So um, all the different places you can find us, um, of course, HunterRoadMedia.com. You're on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. <laughs> um, so you know, we've got all the Facebook pages, you know, Mike, uh, it's Hunter Road Media and Mike Ricksecker, and then um, Society of the Haunted is the uh, official team name. So, you know, Hunter Road Media is like an umbrella organization over everything else. Um, so Twitter is Mike Ricksecker and Hunter Road Media and Society of the Haunted. Um, Instagram is Mike Ricksecker, Periscope is Mike Ricksecker, and Snapchat, which I just started I just got on like a week ago um, is Mike Ricksecker so I think that about does it and then you can also of course find Shauna on uh, Facebook Shauna Wankle anything else or is that about it oh Patreon Patreon is Patreon. A, yep Patreon because we've got both Tom McNicholas and Grizz are in the house those are uh, two of our big Patreon patrons right there so it's another way to uh, support us and there's also some cool stuff in there some you know behind the scenes action some Q&A um, <clears throat> that is you know Patreon only so uh, pretty cool incentives um, I think that's about it now right? okay so. <laughs> alright everybody have a great night again thanks for hanging out and we will see you next week inside the Upside Down